Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412 or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. Welcome to the Rendezvous Podcast. I am your host, Ariana Shears. Ah, It's good to be back for another week of a great episode. And this episode, I don't know if you can tell, there's a smile on my face. And there's a smile because my guest is amazing, okay? We are here with none other than the CEO of Zero to 100, the gold standard of networking, Mr. Joseph Luckett himself. That's the hand claps going on. (laughs) Yes, I thank you so much for being here. But before we welcome him, I have to read his bio. If you have not received your copy because you will be purchasing it, you will see that there's a bio of Mr. Luckett that I'm going to read. But if you can follow along with me, it says Joseph Luckett is from St. Charles, Missouri, and is the CEO of Zero to 100. Joseph's true passion lies in connecting people using his mastery of developing authentic relationships. He has created a unique twist to networking that transforms how and why professionals meet one another. Zero to 100 is a networking movement that focuses on real, R-E-A-L, relationship building through education. Focused on fostering a sense of belonging and gratitude, Zero to 100 is rooted in developing genuine and authentic connections in business and in life. Joseph has been recognized, okay, he's got credentials by his peers for several prestigious awards, including Beyond the Best, Top 50 in Business Award, that's with Streetscape Magazine, St. Louisans on the move. That's with St. Louis Business Journal. Succeeding in business. Top 100 St. Louisans you need to know to succeed in business. And who's who in St. Charles County. He is fantastic. And a number one, I'll say it again, number one international bestseller. Let's give a round of applause and a welcome for Joseph Blackett. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for having me this evening. You're very welcome for being here. I'm excited. Me too. How does it feel to have your book out? Um, incredibly exciting. But as I often tell people, I give that a golf clap because yeah. we haven't done anything yet. It's a um, drop in the ocean. A drop in the ocean. But, you know, you keep your eye on the prize, which is people. And oftentimes successful people show us they celebrate too early or too much um and there's nothing to be celebrating yet keep your eye on on the people uh because that's ultimately the long game that's ultimately how you win the game is focusing on people loving people caring for people and what have you people 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 very people. much so that's the name of the game very much you know so. they say people product profit but i hear people 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 very much so yes so i remember i think it was about four oh, maybe three Four years ago, when we initially met, interviewing you for Devorah Magazine, which will be coming back, okay, 2022, um, you were not only a breath of fresh air, but very sobering. Mm. Yeah, very sobering, because the interactions that you were having with people because at that point we talked about it right before your goal was to and this was years ago you said maybe over five years ago perhaps your Uh, goal of 500 meeting 500 people in 90 days correct yes first tell me why well there's a saying story sell facts tell so it's about the story. It's a story that's unforgettable. So 500 meetings in 90 days did it in 74 days. And I knew that I brought wow. to the table one, I knew that I would outwork you. Mm. Number two, I knew that I, w- I would outbelieve you. And so if that's the case, I would always tell people to borrow my belief system until you develop your own. 
Oh. And number three, I knew I would out introduce whoever it is I was meeting, meaning mm -hmm. I would introduce them to more people than they've ever met in their entire life. Yeah. Um, so I knew doing that would bring value to each person that I was going to be sitting down with. Yeah. And ultimately, over time, it would create a name and it'd be a story that people would be able to articulate. But more importantly, it would be something that they would always remember and be able to reference back to because there's a lot of merit when you start to unpackage that. There's so much that you've said in that. The one thing that I'm I'm curious, why? Why is that important? What, what light bulb turned on to say, you know what? People are important and I want my life, my business, my my life work to be about people. Why? Um, I often tell people that credibility is like a degree. So, mm -hmm. so you, you need that. You need to be known, one. Two, yeah. you need to be known of value. Um, once people understand that, that removes the justification piece off the table. Mm. So once I became known, then, it, then, then from that point moving forward, it was truly about being able to serve because I already have a name, I already have influence, I already have credibility. Now it's about how can I serve you? How, mm. how can I help you? Yeah. Because that's the ultimate goal in life is serving. That's true. The ultimate goal in life is serving. Sounds like a man of faith to me. Very much so. <laughs> so would, because overall your perspective is, um, it's like I said, it's uplifting. And honestly, meeting a lot of people can seem very draining. And I don't know if you have met a lot of people that you've walked away like, all right. Well, you, you, you can't one. say it's, you can only say it's draining when you're outside of your purpose. Mm. So, so the original intent on why something was created, if you're within that lane, it's never draining. And am I walking away from meetings saying, oh, I'm so drained from that? No, because I always tell people every single person you meet your future. So if I, if, if I'm sitting in front of you and, and I lack confidence and you have confidence, I get to see what the physical walking example of what confidence can look like and strive to say, I one day can have that. So it's safe to say that every person you meet, you learn something from them. Very much so. Mm, whether why is that important? Whether it's verbally or non-verbally, because learning something from everybody shortens the curve on wisdom. That's what wisdom is. Yeah. So you have your parents and they tell you certain things, they're telling you that's a shortcut so you don't have to do specific things that they did. So the only way to do that is to sit at the tutelage of everybody you're sitting down with. And that also allows your game of business, your approach to life, your philosophies, it allows it to, to, to um, be in a state of evolution to where it never goes yeah. stale. It's yeah. always new. Is it fun knowing that not, well, fun, um, enriching? Is it, does it make you feel enlightened to know that when you're meeting people, you feel even more anchored in your belief? Uh, very much so. But but I'm grateful to be able to be in a position to be able to meet with so many different people from so many different cultures. Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful that they said yes, because to like or love somebody is a choice. Yeah. And for somebody to like or love me, you're saying, yes, I want you in one of those bubbles. Yeah. And if you're allowing me into that bubble, I'm just appreciative and grateful that you're saying yes to that. Yeah. So we're going back. You're meeting these 500 people. Two things. Number one, had to have gotten costly. So where did, were you meeting these people? Two, what, how were you able to take the time out of your day to meet these people? One, was it costly? No. Two, where was I meeting them? Coffee shops. Mm. Three, how? Through a structured schedule. So it would mm. be a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I would have specific time slots on each one of those days. Wednesday was my admin day. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the evening, there, there was no networking. Networking's done. So networking to me is a switch. It's okay. something you can turn on and it's something you can turn off. That's yeah. what I love about networking. Hmm. Is it's something that does not require around the clock dribble in a cage. It's something that I can turn off and I can turn on and I can control the meter and the scalability when it comes to meeting people and my schedule. So con not control, but focus strategy. Correct. There is a lot of the time where I realize I could probably be doing more. And then as I go through some of your posts that 
I mean, the engagement is bananas. Like, almost every post that you put out, there are people in droves that are just eager to give their two cents or to share how much it's blessed them or what they've done to incorporate it. And I actually have a couple of those posts pulled up, but how did you start to get more engagement? Was it simply meeting people or was it through time organically they have bought into you or the relationship, which we'll go into more what that looks like. Like what what is the, the key to your engagement? Because it won't be the same for everybody. But um, I would say I never spoke publicly until I proved myself. Mm. So I never spoke out about any type of networking philosophies or any approaches until I was documented. Once I was documented, that warranted me to be able to put out information, but not writing it from a sales perspective, but writing it with the viewer's benefit in mind. Yeah. Um, and, and as that went on, listening to what people are talking about, replying to every single comment, uh, because we understand that people are the most important product. Yeah. So I'm serving everybody. I'm not cherry picking everybody. Yeah. That's a quote that you mentioned earlier. Can you um, share with the audience what that quote is? Uh, serve the human race. Don't cherry pick the race. What does that mean? In other words, serve everybody equally. Yeah. So if they're a paying client of yours or they're a non-paying client of yours, serve them, serve them equally. And no matter how successful you become, continue to serve people equally because that's your number one product it's people this is gonna get a little controversial but i'm down if you're down what would you why don't people do that already um why don't people do that already yeah. i would say living in a state of humility mixed with some gratitude will allow you to do that yeah you said that several years ago um that's honestly what probably drew drew my mind into you as a human the most because you were so grateful like and everything that we did you're like no thank you so much no I'm honored no I'm humbled and I'm like no legit you are humbled there's so. never like a pompous air about yourself it's very much so I am here as you are here you honor the life form of a person why is that hard for people you have to look in the mirror and know that everybody is equal and yeah. you're not better than the next person and me saying that i'm grateful i truly am grateful because the opportunities that i get on a regular basis most will never get and it's like credit it's 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 easy to build it or or hard to build it easy to lose yeah what do you do to maintain um, because you say you get, a, you know, opportunities. How do you steward those so that you're not spreading yourself thin and then in turn possibly losing that credibility? Simple uh, system. So somebody sends, say, an opportunity. They're going to email that opportunity to X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And then we can look at every one of those opportunities and schedule them accordingly. Mm -hmm. So it's streamlined. Very respect. much so streamlined. Has it been like that from the beginning? Very much so. So did you take time? So take me back. Did you go to college? I did for a small stint. So I went oh. to Lindenwood University whoop, whoop. With the, and went to St. Charles Community College. I was in pursuit of international business with a major in Spanish and a minor in sign language. And then? Um... You have to believe in the entire system in terms mm. of completion, but there's a caveat. Um, degrees is not what makes a person successful. Yeah. So while I was in school, um, I was somewhat known already. So the degree was just gonna be an added bonus. Yeah. But also I'm a big fan of starting something and finishing it. So I do plan on, in my life, I do plan on going back. Oh, nice. And, and completing it just to say, completed nice and then that'll just add to the would you call it social credit that you already have or what would you put that societal, societal credit yeah. credibility okay i guess that's what you would call it society would say okay he's completed that he's 
be successful. Hurrah. And I don't even mean the degree. I'm referencing the credit that you had before. So earlier you were talking about um, uh, once you've met people that takes the justification out of the window, out of off the table. Is there a word for the social credit? that you gain with people? If not, this is a perfect opportunity for you to coin one. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think I would I would digress and say what moves justification off the table would be value. Yeah. Because value is a needle. Yeah. And the needle, you must be always moving forward. Yeah. And if you're doing that, then you'll never be a justification to somebody because they understand the time they're spending with you is a value because their needle is going to be moved in one way, shape, form, fashion. Yeah. That uh, reminds me of how you shared, what are they called? The e-introductions? E-introductions, yes. Yeah, whenever, and I would love to explain it, but can you explain to the audience uh, what an e-introduction is? Or we can reference it as a warm introduction. A warm introduction. A warm introduction is where you know two people that need to be brought together. So through email, you articulate with a whole bunch of icebreakers and some of their credentials on terms of why they need to be getting together. Mm, yeah. I guess that would be the proper way to articulate that. Yeah. And then it takes some of the edge off like, oh gosh, I don't want to have to meet this person. How do we take the, and I believe you've already expressed this, but how do you take some of the edge off when approaching an opportunity to meet someone? Like, how do you not be nervous? How do you just go into it with open arms, open heart, open mind? There's, there's, there's two roads here. Mm -hmm. If I'm coming to meet you and I was warmly introduced to you, the person that that originally connected us should do an awesome job at introducing us mm. using icebreakers. Yeah. So if I know you're married and you have two kids and I have the same, that should be mentioned. Yeah. If I know you're married with two kids and you walk your dog in the morning, <laughs> all three of those need to be mentioned. Yeah. Why? Because by the time we get together, there's so much to discuss around the topics that we already know because we participate on a regular basis. Oh, that's beautiful. It's icebreakers. That's yeah. what a relationship is. Yeah. The more icebreakers brought to a conversation, the deeper the relationship. Yeah. And you, you, that's one of the, the pillars you could say of, of, of your book, real relationships Correct. and building the foundation. Um, how would you describe a real R E A L relationship? Somebody that's in the business of people, not in the business of money. <sighs> that's what I would say because, because a person that's in the business of money, that's a transactional human. Yeah. But a person that's in the business for humans, they're in the relationship business. Yeah. But your actions must reflect that. Your actions go one of two ways. You're going to have transactional actions or relational actions. Yeah. And you must be on the side of the relational side of things. Yeah, I made the mistake of treating you as a transactional relationship and you quickly got me Sure, together. sure, sure. <laughs> I um in full disclosure, I have a um also a, a recruiting um I guess you can say business and I was looking for people and just you know like putting myself out there like hey you know I'm doing this and just wanted you to know and Joseph very quickly said and I'm paraphrasing, how dare you <laughs> send me a flyer and not pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I so. wanted you to know. Mm -hmm. I felt like gum on the bottom of a shoe. I remember it. Yes. I remember. Yeah. And I appreciate that because it, it goes to show the magnitude of the relationship that and the value that you place in relationships. Very much so. Why is that important for a business person? Because you have a a, um, a review that says you created a unique twist to networking that transforms how and why professionals meet one another. Why is it important for them to even transform the way that they're thinking about meeting people? Because people have this necessary evil surrounding networking where they don't believe it works. There's a cloud and that cloud is I show up to a meeting, I'm gonna hand out some business cards, I'm gonna see who in the room I can sell. Mm, yeah. that, that's the cloud. But they're missing the real connecting point, which is the relationship component. Yeah. They're missing that. So so when I'm creating or it's saying I'm creating a unique twist, I'm just bringing back to this entire space 
the most important element from my perspective, which is relationship building, getting to know who you are, getting to know your passions, getting to know your hobbies, getting to know why you're doing what you're doing, because ultimately it's gonna make it easy for when I introduce you to the next individual. Which is the goal, keep connecting. Correct. Oh, that's so yummy. It's so like, duh. You know what I mean? It's almost like like the slapstick comedy of networking. It's so obvious. How could you miss it? How how would you say it has transformed the lives of the people's closest to you? Uh, how has it transformed their lives? Yeah. Um, I would say it's transformed their lives both on the professional end and both on the personal end. Yeah. In terms of how they approach maybe their marriage, how they approach their relationships um, with individuals they're looking to be in a relationship with, um, how they're approaching the networking space and multiple different facets. It's been transformative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That um, is a beautiful segue. Thank you so much to, uh, um, I don't know, Brittany. Colbertson. Yes, I oh. wasn't sure if we should say her name. Oh, but absolutely. Yes, Brittany. <laughs> oh. She writes a riveting post <laughs> about you. And it's honestly amazing. And <laughs> I would love to read it in its entirety. I I will find a way for you all to get it. I'm going to take some very brief but powerful points that she mentions. She starts it off by saying she has a really incredible testimony for everyone on his page okay this was at 3 26 in the morning on january 15 2020 she says i want to give a huge shout out and sincere thank you to joseph luckett she met you january of last year so 2019 and you quickly quickly went to work on getting her connected to people that she needed to know your first sit down was at caldy's in chesterfield and she had already been connected with you by some incredible people you met for coffee you shared about your personal backgrounds future goals and how you could play a role in each other's missions we fast forward to her talking about in the fall she was given the opportunity to read the, your manuscript and she went to engage in the platform study on real life application of its principles fast forward she says specifically fast forward to now january of 2020 she met with you in december and made you a promise to truly evaluate just how significant of an impact these introductions are i'm reading her post verbatim throughout the year and had many many made on her business she was astonished when she analyzed her book of business in a whopping 39.63% of her 2019 business statistically was referred to her in some way, shape, or form <laughs> by you. <laughs> so pretty much 40% of her business increased by networking with, I wouldn't even say the right person, a right person. So... One thing that I do sometimes on the podcast is what I call um, set the record straight, right? One of the the points that I want you to set the record straight on is any meeting can be a good meeting. Yes or no? Very much so. It's perspective. Mm -hmm. Any meeting can be a good meeting and you have the ability to create that outcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number two, I should care to connect with people because. I'm in the business of serving people. Going back to the main thing. People. It's people, people, people. It's people. We have a theme, guys. Huh? <laughs> Number three. My future can be bright if I, as it relates to meeting people and keeping relationships, my future can be bright if I. Put their needs first. Oh, say that one more time. Put their needs first. Hearts are breaking all over the room. <laughs> no, seriously, in this climate, we'll take a mini little little pause here. In this climate, you don't really hear about, you do hear about it. I won't say that people aren't saying that servitude is um, the name of the game. I won't say that. But if you look at the overall climate, the overarching climate, it's very much so I am first because then I can turn around and help you. Like I have to do all the things and then I can help you. I love this. Number four, quality of the people you keep versus qualifying everyone. There's no need to qualify. People are people and they're equal. What are you qualifying? Are you qualifying based on your needs and your transactional ways? You don't mm -hmm. need to qualify anybody. I don't qualify anybody. I I've never done that. Yes. 
I enjoy writing that one because I was like, he's going to rip this one to shreds. <laughs> qualifying people? Yeah. There's no qualifying. Yeah. Never. I've never qualified somebody. So that goes back to what you said. Any meeting can be a good meeting. Absolutely. But it's not any meeting can be a good meeting. You already know it's going to be a good meeting. So when the good meeting happens, it's just an aftermath of what you already projected to begin with in the first place. In the first place. Correct. You, I want you to, if you can, go back to this story that you told me before. I don't know if it was me specifically. See, your posts are so relatable. I feel like you're talking to me specifically. Um, there was a meeting you had with, I believe it was a woman, um, regarding time and punctuality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think she was either late or running behind. And when she got there, you were like, let's just reschedule. Oh, remember it vividly. Yes, please tell this story. Um, Cliff Notes. Um, this, this young lady had waited months to meet with me. Um, she pulls into the parking lot and she's parked crooked. And she gets out of the car, purse falls out, notepad falls out. She comes in as I'm sitting there looking at her through the window of the coffee shop. She comes in and she's apologizing that she's late. And so before even saying, um, are you ready to sit down for a meeting? I asked, are you okay? And, and I knew asking her, is she okay? I knew that would put her at ease. And then I saw her notepad fall out of the car and I asked her, did she have a pen? She didn't have a pen. So I told her to go back to her vehicle, get herself a pen. Hey, your vehicle's also parked crooked. You don't need to destroy somebody else's day. Mm. So park your car, take your time, come back inside. And when she comes back inside, would you like something to eat? She hadn't even eaten lunch that day. So get yourself some food. She says, wait, that's gonna cut in on her time. It's only gonna cut in her time if I thought transactionally, Mm. but I'm relational. Get yourself something to eat. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. If we run out of time, that's the reason why we need to reschedule another meeting. So she comes back over, she's apologizing because she's eating in front of me. Said, what are you apologizing for? You're humaning. That's what you're doing. So she's eating her food. She finishes all of her food. We're well into the time. (laughs) We asked some questions. She penciled in for another date. She breaks down crying in that meeting and she just thanks me for taking time. And I said, there's no need to thank you. Remember, awesome's always done with two or more people. It's never done alone. Mm. So it's an exchange here. So so that meeting for her was life-changing because I put her needs first. It wasn't what can I get out of the meeting? It's how one, can I make her comfortable? Two, what is it that she needs? Three, how can I be of service? And I was able to address all three of those. She's a good friend of mine today. There's, I'm sure you have so many stories like Very this. Much so. Please share another. Uh, another uh, awesome story. So there's an individual, uh, him and I are meeting at a coffee shop. And at this particular coffee shop, there's a lot of women walking in with yoga pants. <laughs> and I, I see that he's continuously losing focus in terms of our meeting. And so oftentimes I tell people when you pick a location and if it's high trafficked, you tell the person that you're meeting with, if you know something about them, you tell them to sit with their back towards all of the traffic Mm -hmm. because it helps them stay focused. If they have a problem from a disciplined perspective, staying focused. And so our meeting goes on, his head's looking left, right, he's losing eye contact. And eventually I said to him, hey, I understand all of the women that were coming in in yoga pants they're absolutely amazing but what's more amazing is our meeting and so what you and i can do is we can pick a different time we can get back together at a different location and this is not a ding on you this is so that our meeting is as effective as Mm -hmm. it possibly can be keep in mind this individual waited months to meet with me Mm -hmm. so there was no need to continue that meeting when he's already lost focus and his head's not in the right area yeah that's so powerful and what he said at the very end of that was i appreciate that Mm -hmm. and i said i don't have the power to judge you i don't have that power to judge you what i'm recognizing it's a focus problem Mm -hmm continue doing you you're doing what humans do and that's yeah. okay you're humaning you're humaning <laughs> that's it it's like a, it's like it's like if you're in a store and and a child's you know in front of you and the mother's there and she's apologizing because there are kids in front of you and she's saying sorry what are you saying sorry for he's doing kid things mm. he's curious he's doing kid things yeah it's not bothering anybody 
Yeah. So it's the same thing. I don't have the power to judge anybody. I have the power to love them, care for them, uh, help them, but I don't have the power to judge anybody. That's not my business. That's his business. That's not mine. Yeah. But you did have someone judge you once. I did. I remember, and I'm, I don't know if there are multiple, but there's one I specifically remember. Uh, this gentleman was not expecting you to be as brown as you are. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the gentleman? Very much so. Please share this story. Uh, again, Cliff, again, <laughs> Cliff Notes. Uh, you know, it was a meeting that, that I was going to be having sitting at a bread co. Um, the individual was waiting on me. I was waiting on him. We both were early. Um, eventually, we made eye, count, eye contact with each other. We sit down. We're having a meeting. We're high-fiving. We're laughing and, and giggling and what have you. We get, to, we get to the end of the meeting, and the individual says, Hey, Joseph, I have something I need to tell you. I said, cool, what is it? He says, I don't do business with African-Americans. And I said, that's okay. I still love you. Mm. It's okay. And and not only did he bust out in tears, he gave me a long hug. Mm. And, and from that point moving forward, he's asked for minority warm introductions <sighs> to meet more more minorities because yeah. he was brought up thinking that that african-americans are what the media paints they say african-americans are dangerous they say african-americans are thugs they're drug dealers they're incompetent that's what the media says yeah but if you look statistically 90 percent of serial killers are anglo-americans so i should be afraid of the largest demographic yeah they're shrinking but yes but i wouldn't be afraid of them because i love them yeah and they're people yeah. And in every race, there's bad people. Right. And for that individual, has it been life changing? Absolutely. Mm. And and I was I was just put into a position to be an example for him. He never knew that African Americans could show up the way that I showed up. He never knew African Americans were as articulate. He never knew any of that. Mm. Life changing for him. The the guy that I mentioned earlier, um, Please remind me of his name. D. Ryan. D. Ryan. Matt D. Ryan. Matt D. Ryan. Yes. You made a Facebook post that goes brilliantly with, honestly, every point you've ever made. But you said, explain networking to a fifth or eighth grader. And his response, <laughs> his response was, networking is like recess, but for adults. It's the time for them to get to know each other and learn more about each other and find ways to play together. When they like each other, they will meet just the two of them. Just like when you ask to play with a friend by going to their house, the adults will learn even more about each other in this way. And very importantly, how to help each other or serve each other, because the most important thing we can do in life is help others. And networking makes that happen. He also put, note, this is really more like third to fourth grade. <laughs> uh -huh. Hearing your good friend um, share that sentiment about networking after you have met all these people, after you have have really um, honed in on the, the skill of peopling, if that's not a word, I would like to insert that into your dictionary. Mm -hmm. um, how does that make you feel to hear someone that you're close with share this perspective and be on the same wavelength as yourself. Uh, Matt DeRyan, founder and CEO of Worry-Free Marketing. He is an individual that I always say up levels my thinking. Ah. And I sincerely mean that. He's brilliant um, in his perspective and he's well studied. Um, I love that dude very much. And, and the point of me creating that post is if you can help somebody understand what networking is at that age, when they get older, they'll value networking in a whole different way. Yeah. Very much so. I wish I had better networking or just better relationship building skills as a kid. Because of my personality, it was natural to attract friends. But then when it came time to um, mirror that friendship, like you, I have attracted you to me. How do I consistently uphold my end of the friendship here? It was a little rough. But but I, I said this earlier. I made this point earlier in the meeting that I had. The networking and, and school are synonymous to one thing. See, in school, your parents protect you from opportunity based on zip code, based on house, based on car, based on status. 
networking is a level playing field and it allows you to meet that jock. Do you understand? Yes, I do. It allows you to meet the burnout. It allows you to meet the nerd. Yes. That's what I love about networking. It allows you to tap into everybody that you couldn't tap into when you were in school. That's the difference. Yeah. No, that's really good. I'm I'm smiling ear to ear because I think of <laughs> I think of how I met my jock and that's exactly that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. So one thing that you say this is back in July 2019 you made a post. Here's my key to networking. And I'm going to skip around but also kind of culminate everything. So you say actively listening to the person you're meeting and flexing based on their actions. What does that mean? So it networking is a bend and flex situation. Okay. So what you're telling me allows me to bend and flex, meaning navigate the waters in terms of the information that's coming out of your mouth. Okay. And either take it with a grain of salt or a bag of salt. Either one that I take it with is going to allow me to bend and flex mm. to constantly have an ever-evolving game to the sport of networking. So explain a little bit more for the slow folks kind of like myself a little bit Mm -hmm. explain how what does that naturally look like in the conversation to bend and flex we're having a conversation i share with you i'm in leasing i do this i do that what does the bend and flex look like in the conversation but it's not always what's coming out of your mouth it's based on your actions that's what you say based on their it's based on your actions it's based on your nonverbals. so it's not always what's coming out of your mouth maybe there's something that you're doing that i dislike yeah and then now that i can physically see that I know not to do that. That allows me to bend. I'm flexible. It allows me to be flexible. I often tell people I never want to be known as a GES. What What that that stands for, what that stands for is a guru, an expert or specialist. I just want to be known as a novice in training because somebody could hit me with a question that I've never been hit with. Yeah. So you never essentially ever master anything. Yeah. The person that masters something is the ego driven person. But if you live in humility, you know that you never master it. It's like saying that you're the best boxer in the world. There's always somebody that's tougher than you. Right. It's the same thing. That's so good. Now, you also say this will give you an endless new game to apply, which will never grow stale or outdated. Correct. Everyone you meet, everyone, I like this point a lot. Everyone you meet is your future. Very much so. It's been proven so many times through other people that you've met. If we refer back to Miss Brittany, meeting you assisted her in her future. Correct. How beneficial was it for you to grasp that concept from the beginning? Uh, Easy, because I've always loved people. Networking Mm -hmm. is a sea of people. It's endless. It's a sea of people. It's a sea of cultures. It's a sea of races. And I get to meet anybody that I desire to meet based on the value that I convey. Mm. The deeper the value, the bigger the contact. Yeah. Was there ever a time where you didn't like people? Like growing up, have no. you always? I love people. <laughs> I love people. And as I got older, it's, it's awesome to be able to look somebody in their eyeballs and look at their nonverbals and reverse engineering that. Mm-hmm. And knowing how they're going to react to something you're going to say. Yeah. It's amazing. And 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 people are nothing but wisdom. That is true. Is it, would you say it's better to automatically go into it trying to learn something? Or how should someone show up if you know that you have, it's your first meeting and you're like, you know what, I'm going to take everything that I've learned and I'm just going to start meeting people. How should they show up if they haven't had a warm introduction and they've maybe met someone on Facebook and they're like, hey, we enjoy conversation. We engage um, in this group on these posts. I honestly don't know how I've ever connected with you. How can someone go into their first meeting with their new relationship and and feel that confidence going in? Which show is, up and be you. Yeah. Just show up and be you. Don't be anything else. Show up and be you. Yeah. Don't be anything else. That sounds very easy. But for some people, it seems very hard. Well, you have to be aware of who you are. Mm. And if you're aware of who you are, then it's going to be easy showing up in your most authentic self. There's no act. Yeah. Just be you. Sounds like there should be no performances, what I'm hearing you say. Very much so. Zero. (laughs) Don't go into it trying to be. Yeah. Show up and be you. There is Mm -hmm. no, per se, agenda. 
the agenda is to get to know each other personally and professionally. Yeah. And by us doing that as a byproduct, business will naturally transpire. Oh, that's so good. Not going into it with business in mind. No, because there's a million bankers up the road that have 20 years of experience. <laughs> Go into it with icebreakers. Yeah. What are I some icebreakers? Icebreakers, one, are you married? If mm -hmm. so, cool, that's icebreaker one. Now you need to find out if John is married. Yeah. If John's married, that's an icebreaker that you guys can both relate on. Nice. Two, if he has two kids and you have two kids, that's the second icebreaker. Three, he walks his dog in the morning. That's third. Four, if he's a Christian and you're a Christian, that's four. Yeah. The more of those that are brought to the table, the easier it is to develop a relationship with somebody. The basics. The basics. The and playground none, talk. And none of that involved the business. None of it. No one cares that you are a banker. No one cares that you're a financial advisor. No one cares that you're a massage therapist. What they care yeah. about are your passions, your hobbies, your loves, um, mm -hmm. things that you care about. And if you can properly communicate those things, you will have an easier time relating to people. That goes back to knowing who you are. Correct. Ah, they have to go back to, we were speaking before the episode about um, the self and the development. You read 65? 65 books. Books in a year. Yep. And you mentioned earlier that you have no interest, you had no interest in doing that again the following year. Correct. Um, can you share a bit about what you told me about the self and the development? Uh, selfing is the individual that's constantly going to a briefing, constantly going to a conference, com constantly going to an event, and they're constantly listening to people, whether it's on YouTube or what have you. That's the selfing. That's the intaking of the information, the consuming of the information. The developing is the application of what you're listening to. Most people are selfing, they're not developing. Yeah. So self-development. Yeah. So you must stand at that, that, that lane of developing. And so reading 65 books, yes, it was an accomplishment. Did I know I was gonna be able to do it? Yes. And so I was already looking forward to the following year being able to apply all the information that I had read the previous year. Oh, that's so good. How many books are you reading now? Just quick question. Um. How many books am I reading now? Yeah. Let me digress and not answer that yet. Okay. What I will tell you is prior to my book being written, I never read one networking book. The oh. book that I read was humans. So <laughs> I never read one networking book. That That's a real fact. So prior to my book ever being written on record, I never read one networking book. All the books that I read were people that I sat down and met. And I looked at things that, that they could be asking me and vice versa. I looked at things that I could do better, looked at things that they can do they, that they can do better. I documented the thing, those things and then over time accumulated all of this information. Mm -hmm. And that is a direct reflection of the book, Zero to 100, the gold standard of global networking. So, so oftentimes people will say congratulations on the book, but I can't take that credit. The success of that is a direct reflection of everybody that I've ever met. Everyone you've ever met. Correct. They made that possible. Mm. Not Joseph. They made yeah. that possible. And sure. what you did, what I would like you to take credit on, is what you did with it. The application of it. So that you can take credit for Sure. It. Sure. <laughs> but you even seem like you feel weird taking credit for that. Sure. I mean, it, it, it's it's everybody that, that allowed me to sit down with them over coffee. Yeah. That, that's what has produced this. And yeah. and one of the reasons I read it, I never read a networking book prior to mine being written because I didn't want anybody else's philosophy. Yeah. I didn't want anybody else's thoughts. None of that. All mine came from actually meeting people. I met that individual and I can tell you about who they are. Yeah. And putting yeah. all of those tips together. Correct. You do have um, meeting Connecticut. Yeah, it's, yeah. Connecticut, that's connecting and etiquette together. Mm -hmm. It's the etiquette that one must take while connecting with somebody. Connecticut, C-O-N-N-E-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, Connecticut. I love it. You have some tips. One, listen, hear, and engage. Correct. Listen and hear are two different things. Yes, they are. So listening and hearing mm -hmm. and engage. How do you engage? Um, you can only engage with listening and hearing. You can't mm. do one without the other. You can't listen and try to engage. Yeah. Because it's like somebody saying, I hear you. Right. That's going over their head. They're not listening. <laughs> I hear you. And in other words, they're telling you, that sounds cute. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. I hear you. Right. But I don't believe you. Right. That's what they're telling you. Yeah. Oh, this is crunchy. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Be interested. Not interesting. Correct. 
Uh, Take be, off the stuff. Correct. Be in, be interesting in you. Be interested in you. Yeah. And not be interest, interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interested. A difference there. Some people show up and they're very interest. They're very interesting. They're trying to be the life of the show and what have you. Uh-huh. But they're missing the point. The person you're meeting with is the life of the party. Interesting, interested. There's a difference between the two. You sound like a married man. <laughs> very much so. Because <laughs> if I, if all the things that I've ever heard about being married is just prefer the other person, you know, all of that. That's what I hear you saying about everyone. Very much so. It's it's, but out. But I will also say you you bring in marriage. Mm-hmm. So so, I have a very unique. Um, take on marriage i don't believe in the whole slave philosophy i don't believe in the woman doing it i believe we do it together Mm -hmm. so i often refer to my wife as potus oh because we do it together yeah it's not she's doing it or i'm doing it we do it together i'm not better than you and you're not better than me yeah in that same respect a team correct as it shall be and and i i don't reference her as a princess i reference her as a queen why is that? Mm-hmm. Princess has already arrived. A queen's always evolving. There's a difference between the two. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. I know. <laughs> we, will, it, it will, we will hopefully in the future at some point in time have some type of part twos of sorts. You have another tip. Minimize all potential distractions. You mentioned that earlier. Very much Facing so. your back to traffic. Um, keeping your phone in the car. Um, what what's car or silencing it or turning it off okay um because you don't want that you want that person to be present mentally and physically you don't yeah. want them thinking about what's on their phone or their phone ringing or what have yeah. you like my phone right now is off yeah like literally it's off yeah and I don't look at my phone while I'm in meetings I never look at my phone while I'm, while I'm in a meeting I'm engaged in in the conversation I'm present within the meeting whoever's calling that can wait yeah this is important. You spent time driving here, getting in your car, sitting down with me. You spent time doing that. You're important. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of like my word. I don't know if it's on there. It's called it's called give spectation. Oh, I do not have that one. Please elaborate. So give spectation is give plus expectation. It's that networker that shows up to give, but on the other end of that, they're looking for some sort of expectation. I'm expecting something from you. So mm-hmm. give spectation, the boomerang boomerang effect. Yeah. And that's the person that's a networker. That's not a person that's a connector. <sighs> See, you hit us with the with the trickaroo. Thought it was a good word. <laughs> give, give spectation. Yeah. Don't network that way. Don't yeah. be that person. Yeah. Yeah, don't give and, and hoping that you get something in return. Yeah. Give to give. Because then it's not real. Correct. Correct. So good. I'm crying inside. <laughs> That's okay. This is meant to do all the things. You have another tip. Always ask first. Always ask first. You take that so um you can always have a successful outcome if you take the approach in an ask mm. versus an expectation. So so when I arrive at say a meeting what have you and I ask can I buy you a coffee versus already having a coffee ready yeah it's it's taking a more cautious approach Mm. so I'm the person that shows up I'm the person that wipes the table off I'm the person that wipes the chair off I'm the person that pulls the chair out male or female um and and the reason why that is is I believe in experience I believe in what what Howard Schultz the founder and CEO of Starbucks believes in which is the experience Mm. The $5 cup of coffee is the experience. Disney believes in the same thing. They have a book based around it. Be our guest. So I believe in an experience. Because you you never forget an experience. You may forget what somebody said to you, but you never forget how they made you feel. True. That's an experience. Oh, this is so yummy. See, you're just... Just like a good pastor, good, just like a good preacher, you know, <laughs> two dotted black eyes and then a warm hug after. But there's a difference, too. Love there's here. a pastor and there's a preacher. Yes. One talks at, one talks with. See, look at that. <laughs> Deliver the goods, okay? That is very true. Very much so. Ah, th- never mind. I was going to say something else. Okay, moving right along to our last Connecticut tip. Always be in the mode of serving the person you're meeting with. So I would also segue into 
I never take a meeting that I can't add value to. Value is broken down into um, slot one, which is if I know I'm, I'm coming to the meeting and you're connected to say 50 people, my objective is to connect you to 51, 52, 53, um, or um, slot two would be introducing you to somebody who, could, who can use your product and or service, which mm -hmm. moves the needle revenue wise. Yeah. Or if you have the influence and credibility, it's being able to do both. If mm -hmm. I can't fulfill either one of those, that's not a meeting that I take. Okay. But you can move the needle by sharing an article with somebody that moves the needle educationally. Yeah. But I try to be put into a position to where I'm going to be able to move the needle in one of those two capacities. Was that how you accepted your meetings at the beginning? Always. Really? Because I realized it, people will start to think. So if you're, if you're meeting with somebody and they're doing something over and over and after a year, people will begin to reflect on that year. And based on reflecting on that year, they're going to say, wow, I spent a thousand hours last year. Nothing came from it. That mm. nothing came from it translates into that a justifiable reason of why I'm going to keep doing it. Right. So you have to make it worthwhile when you're meeting with somebody. How do you do that? You, 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 do, you do what's important. One, introducing them to expand the relationships, which moves the Rolodex. Two, introducing them to somebody that can use what, what they're selling. Yeah. That moves your revenue. Yeah. If you do both, that's a bonus. They'll cherish the time that they yeah. spend with you. Okay. I, I have another. So you said perspective. Any meeting can be a good meeting. What if none of those? What if they just seem like a cool person and you just want to connect? Where does that land? I would have to throw that back into your lap. Yeah. What, what do you mean that? What do you mean that? That the meeting, every meeting is an awesome meeting. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't go any other way. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, if John is doing something negative. It just gives you more stuff to pull apart, um, evaluate, and grow from. Yeah. So it's always awesome. Even if there's nothing that you particularly might be able to add value to, it's still a learning experience. You can always add value to it. Tell me how. Education. Yeah. Philosophies perspective um clientele you can always add value to whoever you're meeting with so you would technically be able to accept any meeting correct that's good correct. but when you're evaluating your own it's like eh. it's it's like you know i said this earlier no one's busy i've never met a rich busy person mm. so when somebody says they're busy they're just telling you in a very colorful way i'm unorganized <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But if you're productive, you're intentionally doing things that's moving the notch forward. Yeah. Yeah. No one's busy. There's 729 hours in a month. No one's busy. No one. No one. And, yeah. and, and furthermore, you never want to use the word busy because if I'm talking to somebody and they were looking at utilizing my services, but yet I said I'm busy and their mind, that's going to trigger, wow. I'm just a number. Maybe he can't take care of me. Maybe she can't take care of me. I'm going to go up the road and get my services there. Right. And you just walked that client outdoor by just using the word busy. Yeah. No one's busy. Oh, that's so good. But no it one. feels good to say, oh, yeah. sorry, I'm unavailable. I'm, yeah. I can't for X, Y, Z reason. It's kind of like somebody saying, I'm a block John on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But you're calling yourself an entrepreneur. Yeah. What are you blocking the most important product? For? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so it's kind of like when somebody jumps into your to your inbox. I think you'll appreciate this. It's it's kind of like when somebody jumps into your inbox and they're trying to sell you. Mm -hmm. You want to know why that's awesome? Why? The reason why that's awesome is they never camouflaged. They came out of the wood and told you exactly where they're at. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to play it into their narrative. That gives you the opportunity for John that just tried to sell you something. Hey, John, how are you? Hmm. You get to slow John down, yeah. ask him how he is, ask a series of questions, and feed him your philosophy. Yeah. And he'll appreciate that. And that's value through application. Yeah, I did appreciate when you did that to me. Correct. <laughs> you, you get to do that. He's not yeah. hiding. You know exactly what he wants. Yeah. So you get to ask him how he's doing, mm -hmm. how his day was. People love to talk about who they are. Very true. And you get to listen and hear what he has to say. And then once you have some sort of rapport with him and relationship with him, you can pose this question. Hey, John, if, if I knew there was something that was costing you hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, or long-term millions of dollars, would you want me to tell you? Mm. It goes one or two ways. It goes ego, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> or yes, I'm interested, it goes to humility. Yeah. Correct. Now he's giving you a doorway 
to feed him your philosophies when it comes to business, networking, or what have you. Oh, that's good. This has been very, a very, um, and I don't mean this in just a monetary way, a very successful journey for you. But what is success? One defines success as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Yeah. But but what is success? That's a good question. What is success? It's relative to every person. In my in my perspective, Correct. you're very successful. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Not to say that that means that there's not more that you can do. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, this journey seems like it has been successful because you have met wonderful people. Very much. You so. have learned so much. Yes. And your needle keeps growing. Correct. But but here again, you know, we're 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 back at when you say that I'm successful. Yeah. We haven't done anything yet to warrant that. I like the humility, but I do we haven't not agree. Anything, yeah. We haven't done anything yet. You've done so much. Sure. But we you know, um I just yeah, there's an issue with that. <laughs> no, I I understand it and I appreciate um your your stance on it looking from the outside into your window of life i think you're very successful grateful yeah it makes it seem more um, achievable Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't seem like a daunting task to want to serve no and yeah and it also puts a very real reflection back onto myself because we talked about this earlier people we mirror we are mirrors correct but it's just it's palatable you know what I would say to you in in this successful statement that you're making here (laughs) I would say when we can put more of a pulse on the African American community and and dive more into that Mm -hmm. my outlook on success will be a bit different yeah once we can dive more, dive more into that because, you know, creating zero to 100 and making something inclusive of all, one of the things that I will ensure is moved off the table is this. African-Americans typically say we're not involved in conversation. Yeah. But we're I'm not invited he- to the table. We're not invited to the table. But I'm here to tell people I just brought the table. Yes. That's what I'm here to tell people. I I just brought the table. There's nothing that you're going to be, um, there's nothing that you're going to miss. There's nothing that you're going to be left out on. Um, If you know Joseph, I will ensure that you know what's at the table, who brought the table, why that table was created. Um, That to me is success. When we get to that point. Mm. Care to have a part two? (laughs) Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll put it on the calendar, but that opens a door to more that I, I feel definitely needs to be explored because a lot of a lot of of African-Americans, black people, whatever, you know, identifier that they choose to use for themselves do probably feel like this is not for them. Like, I know people personally who are like, humility. No, we've been humble for 400 years. No, thank you. Sure. But it's a different person. It's it's it takes the onus off of me having to be less than or thinking of it in a perspective of that way and putting it back on level playing field. Everyone is everyone. Correct. Correct. I don't I don't think that it's kind of like an African-American that has a focus on just African-American businesses that will only go so far. Yeah, unfortunately, Um, nothing wrong with that. But that will only go so far. And, and you can make the statement that, you know, we've been suppressed for 400 years. I understand. I understand. But, but in that same breath, I can honestly say I've never been pushed back from opportunity based on my skin, my pigmentation. I've never had that situation um, posed to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes back to showing up the right way. Yeah. Character goes a long way. Correct. Please refer to the story earlier about 20 minutes into the conversation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a a beautiful example, um, a beautiful example to to take the chip off the shoulder and to just show up authentically. Very much so. Show up and be you. Yeah. 
show up and be you. And, and I would all, I often tell people that, um, especially if you're an introvert and you're shy and you're speaking in front of an audience, come out and own it. Let the audience know that you are an introvert and you are shy. Yeah. Um, it sets an expectation mm. um, by coming out of the woodworks and telling them that. So I know for myself, I know that I am a big personality. I know that um, I'm loud. I don't I don't try to intentionally be loud. It's my enthusiasm. It's my energy. I know that already. And I know it takes a minute for a person to digest me. Mm. I'm, I'm well aware of that. Um, I know that I'm not normal in that sense. I know somebody may see me and they'll say, there's no way this guy's this excited. Maybe he yeah. had a hundred cups of coffee this morning, <laughs> but it's not the coffee that got me like this. Oh, yeah. maybe he had a great mentor that got him this way. No, I was born innately this way. Yeah. And every day it just gets better. And it goes back to what you said, knowing yourself. Knowing yourself. I know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. Absolutely. Through mm -hmm. and through. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I know who I am. Yeah. One last question. Name a time you regretted accepting an appointment. I have had meetings where I, I didn't think I was adding value. I didn't think I was adding value. But the result of that was the very next day they would shoot me an email mm. and talked about how life changing it was. Yes. Absolutely. I've had meetings like that. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. that's important for people to hear. Yeah, because I've, had, I've had meetings like that. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're very, um, the individual or individual that I may be meeting with is very docile. Yeah. Um, stoic, uh, non-emotional. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, we're having an, a normal meeting like we normally would. And I would get in the car and go, okay, <laughs> I'm answering their questions and what have you. And then the very next day, whether it's a text message, whether it's an email, plenty of them. And I get an email, Joseph, what you said yesterday was completely life-changing. I've been doing a lot of reflecting. I, I came home and I digested everything that you said. I crafted this in my email. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. I just felt like it was really important to pull that out because listening to you, it can sound like everything is rainbows and butterflies every time. And as soon as people go into the interactions that they have, it can seem like, oh my gosh, this is so great. But it doesn't feel great. And I think that's important to see both sides leaving thinking, this is phenomenal and it was wonderful for both of us. And also thinking, you know, don't really know if I hit the mark on that one. That's really, I appreciate you sharing that. And actually, I more so appreciate you peeling up behind the layers of the actual question. Sure, absolutely. Because I wanted to understand when you say regret taking a meeting, you know, you have to really unpackage that word when you say regret. Is there yeah. a meeting that I wish that I wouldn't have taken? Yeah. There, there are times where I have a meeting set with somebody and something in me says, okay, should I do this meeting with that person? Yeah. And I end up having the meeting with that person and I know why I have that meeting with that person. Yeah. Meaning that it was for the affirmation of your feeling of don't do it or it was saying, oh, no, no, no. Did I schedule the meeting too close? Right. To 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 something that I'm doing? Did I, I schedule gotcha. it too close? Am I putting myself in a position to rush? Because nothing excellent comes out of rushing. Yeah. So, so in my mind, I'm thinking that I schedule it too close to something where I'm going to be rushing. Yeah. So, so if anybody ever rushes you in a meeting, all they're doing is showing you their indicator. Mm. They're transactional. Yeah. You can't rush a relationship. Yeah. You can't rush that. So I often tell people networking is a selfish sport. Connecting is a team sport. Many network, very few connect. Yeah. In other words, networking is about hunting. Connecting is about farming. You must be in the business of both. Yeah, I I accidentally lied. It wasn't on purpose. I just have another question. <laughs> How do you feel about groups, Facebook groups? How do I feel about Facebook groups? Yeah. Um. Because I don't I don't believe that you have a connecting group uh, because everything no, I don't is very have a, individual based. You know. Uh, how do I feel about a Facebook group? Um, in some sense, all Facebook groups are the same. Yes. Um. In some sense, they're all the same. Yeah. And they're used to um, monetize the audience that has chosen to be a part of that 
respected group versus continuous value that you can ex that you can input into the group based on my experience. Yeah. Are you in many? Um, I'm in many, um, not because I chose to be in many. People have added you. me to two groups where I'm not even I'm not active in yeah in any of them. But yeah. I think that if you're going to create a group, I think you need to do it with the understanding that this is going to be for 100% value and not the ask. Yeah. This is good. I just wanted to get that out there as well because there are plenty and just yeah yeah. There's so many. I could keep going there's with the different questions. Groups. There's a ton and yeah, I'm, never mind. Lot. How can people connect better? So I, I'll go, um, I'll go down two paths here, and I'll give a quick plug. Okay. Um, we'll touch on the introverted person. So if you're an introvert and you're going out to network, what I reference in my book is a wing person. So if you're an introvert, you would bring an extrovert. Mm -hmm. If the if the room is full of women, your extrovert should be a woman. Uh, to mirror match the room yeah. because the extroverts going to naturally do what they're going to do, but they're also going to attract people to you, which keeps you in your space. So it allows productivity on both ends. Uh, that's good. Um, I would say if you are um, new uh, to networking, I would say one, getting a journal and using that journal specifically for all of your uh, networking needs and all of your networking notes. And I would also go in knowing that everybody's not going to agree with, agree, agree with you. Your objective is to uh, love those individuals as well mm. and stay away from cognitive dissonance. Mm. You know what cognitive dissonance is? Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from that. So so if 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 you're new to networking again, everyone's not going to agree with you and they're not supposed to agree with you. And in fact, the quickest way to becoming successful, if we use the word successful, the quickest way to get there is have people that are not in your eco chamber. Yeah. That's the best way to get there. I love those individuals. One of those people uh, is Anya Overman. Anya Overman's uh, our content writer. <laughs> and one thing that I love about Anya Overman is she challenges everything and she will research it and she's well-traveled. Anya. Anya Overman. Love her to death. <laughs> Hopefully she has a, an IG. I would love to follow her escapades. Very much so. She She's oh. well worth the coffee. Yeah. Very much so. I will. I will. Anya I will, Overman. It, I will ask, can you personally do a warm introduction? I sure will. Beautiful. I sure will. <laughs> Anya Overman. Yes. yes. Amazing human. I'm grateful for all of the challenges in this um, episode and I really hope that everyone who has listened has been challenged sure and I'm sure I'm, I am sure that may be cocky or arrogant but it's true the first time I met you I thought I was like good you know like yeah there are things I have to work on but to the core of me I was like yo you have some pollution in there <laughs> <laughs> pollution. <laughs> you got some pollution in that heart of yours. Get it out. <laughs> but it's necessary, you know? Very much so. There are checks that are needed. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thank you for being a part. I cannot wait to have you back. I'm going to send the email tonight to get on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and I believe the next time we'll have my, my book will be here available. We can yes. dive in. You can open it. Oh, highlight yeah. whatever you want to highlight. Most certainly. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm honored to have spent uh, this evening with you. I'm honored to have spent the time with all your listeners. Um, and I thank every person that's going to take heed to some of the information from Ariana, as well as myself. I thank you guys um, for everything. Oh, you guys have been awesome. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your five-star review and your subscription to whichever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts, subscribe, Spotify, follow. I appreciate you all. And as always, let us know what else you want to hear. Thanks, guys.